Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, come on in. Uh, give me one second. I gotta do this intro. Hey, y'all. It's CatMD. I'm here with AK47 and Sen. And uh, we're just gonna hit record on a little conversation amongst friends. And let y'all listen in. Um, hope you enjoy it. Hey, AK, you ready? Let's do it. All right. This is what I got to say about cheating. Tell me. Personally, I don't think that women are better cheaters than men. I think it's subjective to the person. Mm, I think you just I think you just had some some dumb women. Oh, um, hey, 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 now. No, no, no. no I mean, hey, hey, that I I look, I'm a feminist. It is on record that I'm a feminist when I say this. Uh-huh. But th- there are dumb men like there are dumb women, and I'm just well, saying. Well, that's true. That's true. He true. just happens to date women he can control and manipulate very easily. And that's it. That's not even true. That's not even oh true. Oh, my God. If I have to get on this podcast and start telling you business, you ain't going to Oh, lie. my God. Please. I, I am so confused. <laughs> that was in high school. I'm so intrigued right now. That was in high school, Sinclair. That was in high school. school. Look at all the girls that you've that, that have happened. <laughs> last week. In the last, last <laughs> no. year. I'm kidding. Last no. Year. From college to now, how many of them have been easily manipulated by you? Think about it. You ain't what does that mean? Them. Easily manipulated? Like, got them to do what? Hanging on his every word. Uh, you mean just head over heels for him? I think that I'm very charismatic, and I think that's what plays into it. Mm-hmm. And I think people trust me sort of easily. Don't you get on this podcast and start acting brand new. Don't do it. <laughs> but, I also, <laughs> but I also, okay, look, I'll say this. I think it's all about how you go about certain things. I have a friend. Her dude's cheating. She finds out. It's all about his presentation. Like, wait, are you saying that he's getting away with shit? No, he's no, no, he's, he's not getting he, away with it. What he's trying to tell you is that he's being stupid and cheating. That's what he's trying to tell you. And getting away with it because they don't care. No, he's saying that his friend is a bad oh, cheater, and his girlfriend his found friend. out. His friend. Oh, oh, yeah, God! Yeah. I was like, Alan, what? This is what I'll say about myself, and I guess I'll have to incriminate myself here a little bit. Incriminate yourself. Dun, dun, dun. I have cheated in past relationships, and I, I'm almost 100% positive that those situations were never found out and will never be found out unless I went back and told somebody or unless somebody else told them because the people that I did whatever with were weak, one, were weak and easy had all some yeah. true. They deserved it, right. No, they didn't deserve it. They didn't deserve it at all. No, no one deserves to be hurt. I mean, yeah, unless that was that's right. I'm sorry. Come on. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but right, but, but they were weak and, and easily manipulated. I'm not saying that as a dig to them. I I was there. I I know about it. And he wasn't exactly doing a great job. Let's be real. And so, um, what happened when he got found out? He didn't. Oh. That's the point, that's and that's the point. what I'm saying. Is like Sinclair thinks it's just it's on them. That they were not inquisitive enough or looking hard oh, enough. Oh man, it was, But it, they also had some. They also had something to lose if it got out. Yo, okay. Here's the other thing I think about some cheaters when they're getting away with it on the regular. I think they can make it habitual. I think there's some men, and that's what they do. Okay, Blanca, I have a question about that. Cheating kind of tied up with lying and just that morality. Um, how how do you think if like people become habitual? liars because it's easy or are they kind of set in their ways and they're not going to change like give us some advice on if we run into those kind of people 
I, I do believe that um, you can change your ways, but you have to want to change your ways. So what happens when you start lying? You have this moral anxiety, right? Because most everybody is raised that lying is bad. You got to tell mom and dad the truth. You tell us the truth, you're not going to get in as much trouble. We've all heard that, right? Same thing at schools. If you're talking to your teachers or your principals. So we are conditioned as children because you're raised to tell the truth. You start feeling some moral anxiety. You feel guilty. You feel shame. You feel some embarrassment. But then when you get away with it, that anxiety goes away. So the further you get away from the line in time. So you tell a lie today, but then 10 days, they still don't know. 30 days, they still don't know. 45 days, they still don't know. Then you're like, all right, I'm, I, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I, I think I'm all right. I'm not going to get busted. A year later, they still don't know. So the next time you lie, you're still going to feel a little angst, but it's not going to be as much. So the more you get away with lying, the less you are going to feel mm -hmm. anxiety and anxious and and uh, fear that you're going to get busted. That's That's really interesting. Yeah. So earlier when I was talking about murder, I mean, you could kill somebody in self-defense and, you, and you, you might feel guilty because you did take a life, but then you might feel like, well, if I didn't do this, then I would have been the victim. I would have been murdered. All right. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, if I kill somebody in self-defense, mm -hmm. I am not going to feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. At all. You know, yeah. I just don't want to go to jail forever. It's really uh, weird. Sure. Like. Who does? Yeah, I know. Going to jail is a is a is a deep fear of mine because I'm a black male, but uh, not killing somebody in self defense that is such a rarity. <laughs> and if it if it happens Whoa. and it looks like self defense, you'd probably get off. Unless you're in Alabama. We we went all the way full circle from cheating to murder. <laughs> but it's interesting. We're talking it, it about lying in relationships and what comes up, cheating. And then murder. So yeah, I that's, think, that, think that was a, a stretch. Okay, that's just subconscious. So I think we've talked a lot theoretically, but I'm curious of like, um, I guess more actual nonverbals or, you know, things that you can teach us there. So people think that certain body language cues let you know that somebody's lying. Now let me, let me debunk that myth. There is no one universal body language sign, symbol, or gesture that indicates somebody is lying. There's no Pinocchio effect. All right. This isn't a, a Disney fairy tale here. I mean, that doesn't happen. What happens is, is that you get somebody's baseline. You figure out how they typically behave around you, what their comfort zone is. When they're a little stressed, how do they show that in their body language? What happens to their voice? When they're just, if it's a situation where there's no reason to lie, no stress, how are they handling that conversation? Do they look at you? Do they not look at you? When you ask them a question that requires them to think, do they sit there? Do they grab their chin? Do they look up? Do they scratch their head? You know, are they animated? Do they use their hands? Are they a fast talker? Are they a slow talker? How do they move their body? Mm -hmm. All these are signs that you're establishing what is typical for someone. So, for example, I bet if I were to ask you, how do you know your mom's mad? Someone, one of you might say, well, it's because her jaw twitches. Or she, or she looks at me and her eyes get narrow. You're paying attention <laughs> to what her baseline it's is. It's a tone. <laughs> right, or the tone of voice, a good example. So you want to understand what is typical behavior for someone because then when there's a question a change a topic or a conversation and they change their body language it's like aha all right i got something here yeah something strange here but you don't know what's causing it because you're not a mind reader and that's where questions come in 
And what will happen if someone feels like, let's say you think your partner's cheating on you, right? And you start asking questions and they start feeling anxious about the questions, not because they cheated, but because you're not believing them. That's going to cause very similar body language. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's a fine line. That's interesting because there's been times where it's like, maybe there's nothing wrong, but you keep pushing and acting like it and I don't know how to move on. They don't know how to move on. Or maybe I think something's, maybe I think something's wrong and maybe there's nothing. But there's always tricks on how you talk to people and you leave the subject and then you can come back to it, ask the question in a different way, ask the question, but leave out pertinent information that they said the first time and see if they correct it. What happens is a lot of times liars will let you believe whatever the hell you want to believe. Ah, okay. Truth tellers will be like, no, 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 that's not what I said. I didn't say I was with Charlie. I said I was with Jane. I went with Charlie last week. This week I went out with Jane. Truth tellers tend to correct their statements. Liars don't. Okay. So that's just that's one tip for you. But that's also a good tip if I want to make sure that, look, I'm being very truthful here. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Alan is learning things. <laughs> it's dangerous. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> Uh-oh. We're going to have Alan, AK 2.0. Oh yeah. I'm big on misdirection. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> Yo, can we like take just three seconds to, to, to also echo the sentiment? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I write this down. Actually. Incrimination number two. I, I think that's one of my strong suits. If you think that the bank robbery is going on to the right, you need to be looking to the left to the back, to the front, because it's never happening where you think it is. I feel like that's an obvious tell. I think he just gave away his sign of lying. Do you gaslight women? Is that what happens? Gaslight? Yo, I hate that word, by the way. Why? Why do you hate that word, Sinclair? I want to know. Why do you hate it? Because people be like, you gaslighting me. I need some clarification. It's when you basically, you manipulate a situation based off of guilt and shame. No, it's where you, you basically make someone else believe something else is true or whatever they thought happened didn't happen like you basically are driving a person crazy with your lie vice versa it's, and it's, it's the same thing when you fully believe in them also which is dangerous alan and blanca you can totally correct us if we are bastardizing this term but yeah. i felt like i was going crazy at one yeah. point yeah, you, you're talking about gaslighting that is like that is very and your definition of gaslighting is what I want to say is what it should okay, be. That's in, in, in extreme situations. Yeah, majority of the time, okay. gaslighting is... People don't know what they're saying. They don't, and they're usually thinking, when you say something like, look, and it, it, it could, don't get me wrong, it, it, it varies, but let's say, all right, Alan, we've all, every man in the world has played this game when they were younger. Baby, just a tip. Let me just put the tip <laughs> in. Oh! <laughs> that's gaslighting. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's tricked. Yeah. No, that's, that's no. not gaslighting. That is, that's being If you tell a girl, come oh, on, girl. No. If you say, look, it's not really sex. If I just put the tip in, come on, you're being oh, very okay. stingy. Look, we'll just cuddle. Girlfriend. We're just watching a movie. <laughs> Everybody's saying that, like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing for me. Come on, man. That's yeah. Okay, so let's clear that air. Yeah. Anybody using gaslighting that way, that, that's totally completely false and wrong. And please stop. <laughs> No one's gaslighting that way. I'm just saying that's... I'm, he asked me what is gaslighting, and I was telling him a form of gaslighting. I think I probably did a form of that when I was younger in high school. I, Not in that sense, Every but... male 
to some degree has and, and I want to say tricking someone that is not gaslighting it's not tricking it telling a girl that it's it just is tricking. Eh, it's not, it yeah, is tricking yeah I mean whatever it's convincing that's gaslighting that's gaslighting manipulation under the pretense that it, there's a moral obligation behind okay. it is gaslighting if you make someone feel yeah. bad for not doing what you want them to do I thought it was more of like you are making them question Crazy. reality no yes, exactly you do. That, that's the point you make them question reality yeah. that's, you make them, that's one you make thing them i was believe, good at like, but not convince them to do something different right no see you're taking the very extreme definition i'm saying listen if i tell a girl that if i don't get my tip in her that she's <laughs> being a die. bad girlfriend i'm changing her reality if she, if she if she thinks that blue balls is gonna really okay. affect me negatively, uh, that's gaslighting. If I make her think she's being a horrible girlfriend but not pleasing me when I wanted to be pleased, that's gaslighting. We're looking at it right now. Gaslighting is a form of manipulation that seeks to sow seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or in members of a targeted group, See? hoping to make them question their own memory, Boom. perception, go. or sanity. Yeah. Yep. Use of persistent right. denial, misdirection. Sanity contradiction and lying not morality right? well no that's morality too because look, listen if i tell you straight up you're a terrible okay. girlfriend if you don't let me hit <laughs> right no i get it i i'm I, i've come around to your side yeah. when you say all the rest not when you just say just a tip <laughs> just when a you tip say too. everything else, it's just as bad don't get it don't get it confused just a tip it's it's still penetration the way i used to do it was more of a look if you do that, that's fine. You're a human. You can do that. But I can't associate with you anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, and let me, I let me would talk have, about that. I would have man. girls, like, real from that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I forget. So, yeah, knows all my stories. We, we were all issues. in college, and uh, there happened to be a female that Alan had been with, who was kind of loose, to be real. Um <laughs> And, as uh, loose as she could be for being with one person. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. All I'm going to say is that I, I, I'm not going to say too much on this podcast. But all I'm going to say is she was That's indeed. After hours. Yeah, yeah. She was indeed not what she appeared to be under Alan's guise. But she really loved Alan. And yeah. Alan didn't want to be with her. But at the mm-hmm. same time. He didn't want her to be with anybody else, so he said to her, basically, "If you, I, you can do whatever you want to do, but if you touch anybody, we will never be anything." And that kept her. That kept her at bay for a while. It did, but I think when you put a hold on somebody like that, they resent you later. No, they did. She definitely did. She she, she hates you. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> she still does. That was oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I have another, I have a question that might help, um, I'm going to be selfish, and maybe it'll help some of our listeners too. So, more like around dating tips. I'm not old, but I am out here dating, and I'm wondering if you have any tips for things I can look for, body language to help me, you know, decide who I should be spending time with, who I shouldn't waste my time with. That's just such a broad question. Well, let's take it one step at a time. What do you want to know first? Maybe we can narrow it down. Like, if a guy's trustworthy. So, how do you know somebody is trustworthy? That takes a little time to figure it out. But when you're having initial conversations on the first, second, third date, whatever, you want to listen 
to what they're telling you. Listen to the stories. Listen to see if they're deceiving people. If stories of deception come up or cheating or lying, how do they feel about it? Okay, that gives you a sense of what they tolerate, what's okay for them. If they're laughing it off, no big deal, then it's like, huh. You know, if they're telling you that, I don't know, they snookered somebody for money, all right, you have to pay attention to what they're telling you. Because a lot of times people reveal their hand and they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that they also follow through. It could be something as simple as, I'll meet you Tuesday at 6, but they don't follow through, they're not there. All right, so you know you can't count on them. So it's more than just lying. They have to follow through on what they're going to say. That's reliability. That's dependability. I love that. That is, that's so huge. That's something that I've always, I always crave. And I used to have issues in a past relationship of like, your actions really matter. And you doing what you say is such a big part of me trusting and relying on you. Absolutely. It, ha it has to be. It, it has to be. Yeah, and then pay attention because people think just because they do something in the past, like it's over, it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm a big believer that once you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean your reputation is shot forever. I mean, you're still a good person. We all make mistakes. We constantly make mistakes. I mean, we should. We're human. But it also depends on the kind of mistakes you're, you're making and are they, you know, do you continually repeat them and you're, you know, you're not learning from them and you don't care how you make other people feel. I mean, that gives you a sense of how trustworthy they are. Part of trustworthiness is what somebody's going to do with someone's emotions. It's more than just lying. It's like, how do you treat somebody? You have to be able to trust somebody that they're going to take care of you, that they're going to respect you. Your feelings matter because you're a person. Mm. I mean, so it, to me, it's, it's that much bigger picture than just straight out lying. Yeah, I like that. All right, so something a little bit more superficial. How can I tell if someone is really into me? So one thing is you still have to get somebody's baseline, all right? You have to know because, look, some people are more touchy-feely than others. Some people are going to want to get close to you and other people are not. You know, some people might touch your arm. Some people might joke. Some people might move in a little closer. Some people might scoot their chair closer to you when you're walking side by side. You know, do they kind of flirt with you where their arm gets really close to yours and you kind of like bump into each other and you move away? You know that little game that you play? Mm. You're trying to figure out what someone's comfort level is. I love that game. Yeah, right? That's my favorite game. Like for men, for men, do they get territorial? So for example, like when you're sitting in the chair, I mean, do they put their arm across the back of your chair? Do they put their foot on the footrest of your chair, right? What that is, it's sending this silent vibe to any competitor in that room, she's mine. Back off. Without them saying anything. I'm not going to lie. I'm really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I actually don't do that at all. Like, that's not that's not even, like, my, my stilo. My stilo uh -huh. is, like, I like to go out uh -huh. and have a good time. But then I like to kind of judge what the girl's going to do. Like, if she's going to, like, come to me or, like, how she's feeling. Because to me, I think uh -huh. I'm going to be flirtatious without necessarily being really, yeah. really hands-on at first. Yeah, I'm really hands-on, so it's kind of like what they well, take. Well, see, see, so if me, so check it out. So, Kat, me went out on a date, right? Right. Me and Kat went out on a date. I would be flirty with Kat, right? But then I would try to see how she'd react. Like, if she stood away. I would probably smile really big. If you're flirting, you're probably making jokes. And, tell me if this is right, like, I would probably be leaning towards you in some way or putting my head towards you, um, kind of moving closer towards getting contact, but still wanting you to complete that. 
I'll tell you one thing that men do. They're big on looking at your lips, a woman's lips. They will drop their, they will drop their eyes right to your lips. And then they'll go right back up to your eyes, and they'll go down to your lips, and they'll go back up. Love them lips. <laughs> I love them lips. Why is that? Or what? Kiss them. What? What's talking about that? Yeah, I've, I've stepped up my lipstick game. I mean, I just like, I like the intimacy of like going out on a date, uh-huh. especially. I mean, there's this, there's a spot that I love to go to. Um, it's called Hush. Have you ever been to Hush? Yes, I have been to Hush. It, it's, I like it's, it. Right here in Greensboro, and it is the perfect mood for a date. You can sit at the bar, you can sit in the corner. Mm-hmm. It's like a little speakeasy. I mean, and when you're in there, you just feel like a love connection. It doesn't matter who you're with. You're just, it's just a great vibe. I had a 14-hour date once. That's a long date. That's a long date. Why don't you share the story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I will say that like we ended, we, we ended the night dancing, right? And that's always kind of a good tell to see is if you could dance with a woman your first night and y'all have like a good connection and it's kind of physical, like boring on passion, you know, you kind of know what's happening there. Because if she wants to do that, yeah, it well, just means that she's into you, right? So I like to go dancing. I have a question. How important do you think um, kissing compatibility is? I think it's really important. Look, you got to have not only the sexual chemistry, but you, you got to be able to enjoy what you're doing. That, that's huge. I mean, sex is a part of most relationships, all right? And there's nothing wrong with that. So you got to make sure you're compatible because once you lose that spark and you're not enjoying what you're doing behind closed doors and underneath those sheets or on top of the bed or dryer, mm. wherever the hell you're at, you know, <laughs> dryer. Yeah. Then, then you. Then what happens Always. is when you don't get your needs met, it is only natural for you to start looking around and going, "Huh, all right." Who's gonna meet these needs? <laughs> That's right. Who's gonna meet these needs? Yeah, I think it gives us a pass that it's okay to be a little shallow for your own taste. I want someone that's gonna get me all hot, hot and heavy. That's not shallow. I don't believe in shallow. Let me tell you something, my mother. Once again, mother, mother Deborah coming in to all regulate. Right. All right, what did you say? She needs a new voice. She's always giving me like the unpopular opinions that no one wants to say. She's like, look, Christina, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't got nobody that can keep up with your brain or your penis, you probably don't want them. And I was like, oh, that is beautiful advice. <laughs> she was literally like, if, if, they, if they can't match you in the bedroom or in the book department, it's probably not for you. It's pretty great when it's both. She was like, listen, if you got someone that can match you in the bedroom department, it might be okay if you're smarter than them. And listen, if you got someone who might you in the brain department, you might be okay with them not having the same sex drive, but they need to have one. And honestly, you want to have both. That's very true. God, that's very true. I'm like thinking about a couple of relationships that I've had. It is. That's great advice. You need to be smarter than them. Yeah. And the sexual chemistry was not all there for one, but I was in love with her mind. You need somebody who's adventurous. Right. Yeah, you need someone sure. who if you're adventurous, you need someone who's adventurous. And even if you have someone who isn't adventurous, look, you have to be open to opportunity. You have to be open to exploring. Yeah, you gotta put some sprinkles on it sometime. You gotta put some cherries on it sometime. Yeah. No, sometimes you gotta go to the movie theater and basically eat each other out. That's a lot. I'm just saying, like sometimes public <laughs> wow. you gotta do something. Good old sucking in the movie That's theater. A lot. 
Well, listen, listen. I know I'm not, I didn't mean to be gross. I'm just saying, like, there's something about that that it, it almost takes you back to that time when you're, where you're like, you know, about to dance with your girl for the first time and you're looking at her lips. It, it's a similar feeling, man. I think everyone has their excitement area, you know. Everybody has their thing that they can go on and that they are, they feel is great, that they feel will set them off. To Harkin Blanca's point, I want to say that once again, if you like hotel rooms and your guy likes to be in public, you got to try both of them in order to keep that relationship going. I have a couple other fire questions. Fire away. Kissing of the forehead. Aww. When people kiss you on the yeah, forehead. Yeah, that's so sweet. That that, that's very sweet. That's, that's endearing. Number one move right there. I mean, that it's like I. That's like I really care about you. That is so non-sexual. It's intimate, but in a caring, loving, affectionate way. Because that's something that is that's something that is typically done. Huh. Not not be not between couples. I mean, you might see parents kiss their kids on the forehead. You would expect that. I kiss my nieces and nephews on the forehead. Yeah, all the time. See, there you go. There you go. But that's affection, isn't it? Okay, Alan. How many girls have you? How many girls have you kissed on the forehead? You were. Hey, he has banging? psychosis. <laughs> no, because I gotta. I gotta get on this one. I didn't kiss a whole lot of females on the forehead when I was in college, and trust me, we weren't affectionate like like nephew and niece. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, then you were sending out some kind of signal. I'm not talking about. I mean, that's kind of weird. I don't really kiss anybody that I ain't sticking on the forehead. I'm this is how I feel. Like I don't be like, oh, this friend, is, kiss on the I, forehead. I'm not talking about friendship oh, either, okay. though. If I kiss you on the forehead, that's the kiss of I'm, death. I'm not talking about <laughs> friendship. I'm talking about like you have a relationship with somebody. This person means something uh -huh. to you. Uh -huh. Okay, that's different. That's what I'm talking about. That is another level of intimacy. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Forehead because, kisses. Because you just don't kiss anybody on the forehead. That's not typical. Yeah. There has to be some relationship there. Side chick Judy ain't getting forehead kissed. Exactly. Yeah, side chick is definitely exactly. not getting forehead kissed. That ain't how. She barely getting to stay the night. <laughs> all right, well, I don't know about all that. It's Maybe only because I was tired and she could yeah, just sleep right? in the bed. Okay, what about um, <laughs> sleeping positions? Sleeping positions. Does that signify anything good or bad? It can. I mean, it can. So, you know, some people are cuddlers. Some people aren't. Some people like to read too much into it. And like, if you don't cuddle, you don't love me. It's just, you know, wham, bam, I'm done. It's time to roll over and go to bed. Are you different with different people? Could you be a different kind of cuddler with different kind of people? Absolutely. I mean, there could be someone that you're really into, you know, that you have a relationship, that you feel close to. And there could be someone that just kind of like scratches that itch for you. And when it's done, you're out of the bed and you're out the door. Scratch that itch. Yeah. Like know? when, like Little Wayne said, when I come, I come to my senses. Oh, I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moment of clarity, baby. Yeah. That's the so philosopher, Little Wayne, out of Little Louisiana. Look him up. All right. That's going to do it for us, guys. You can always find us and catch any of our episodes on our website at forthetribe.com. We're also all over social media, too. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at tribe underscore culture. That's culture with a K. And you can also drop us a line at our email address, voices at forthetribe.com. This is AK47 here with Cat MD and Sin signing off. Until next time, peace.